Welcome to the AF Mentors podcast. This is for coaches who care about impact and are ready to be pushed outside their comfort zone and into growth. You can find out more about AF Mentors at afmentors.com. And we are recording. Hello, welcome to this live. Great questions today. I also have a few things that I was going to go over. So here they are. Okay, this week's recommendation is episode 165 of the Diary of a CEO podcast, which is on marketing in general. But I think what I found most interesting, by the way, I just ate a whole cucumber really quickly. <laughs> now I feel like that was maybe a bad, <laughs> a bad idea. But do you know what? We live and learn, and I would absolutely do it again. So maybe we don't learn. But the reason that I am recommending this podcast is because it really looks at the psychology of marketing and why we want things and why we buy things and perceived value as well as absolute value. And so much of value in everything is perceived. And thinking about, and we've spoken about this quite a lot, like expectation effect of things and how impactful your expectation of things is. Um, and one thing that he said that really, uh, that I thought was just such a good example was that instead of making the Eurostar faster, you should make the journey more enjoyable. And then I had a chat with Shara uh, actually about this and she was like, oh, how applicable is that to coaching? And I was like, yes, this is a perfect example of coaching. Like instead of trying to lose fat the quickest or finding quick fixes to fat loss, like can you actually make the process more enjoyable. And this is something I talk about quite a lot in coaching is you don't need half as much patience if you're enjoying the process. I mean, the same can be said for building your business. If you are enjoying building your business, if you're doing what you love anyway, and like, don't lose sight of this. I can't remember if I already spoke about this on the podcast or maybe it was <laughs> on one of the many other podcasts I did. But I think such an important thing when it comes to coaching is that most of you, and I know everyone on AFM, loves coaching. And it's very easy to forget how much you love coaching and even like how much you love putting out content and reading journals and learning about these things that you're really, really interested in. And then call it work. Like as soon as you call something CBD, I now get very confused between CBD and CBT. <laughs> very different things. But anyway, as soon as you call something work and you have those connotations of work with it, then you immediately have like this negative relationship with it when you're like, actually, my work is fun. Like I enjoy doing it and I would do it even if I wasn't getting paid. And then you think, actually, why am I so stressed that I've got one less client this month or I've not hit this financial target quite yet or it's not grown at the rate that I thought it was going to grow at? Actually, I'm enjoying the journey anyway and I'm doing what I can and I know that these things take time much like with fat loss clients, right? Instead of being like, how quickly can I lose this weight? Actually, how can I build substantial habits that are going to give me long-term results? Again, like your business, like how can I build long-term relationships and a reputation that's going to give me longevity in my business and something that I'm actually proud of? Like it's very easy to sell out as a personal trainer. You can go to one of those mentorships where they're like, make 10,000 pounds in three months or maybe it's like three days now. I don't freaking know. But you, you're selling a product that probably isn't ready yet. 
and then like how, how many people come back to that product like if you're not already very good at coaching and you have an incredible service to offer people and you just suddenly start by coaching 200 odd people like that is going to be a shit service and they're going to get a shit result which means they're not going to come back and actually you're doing your longevity as a personal trainer a disservice disservice you're doing it you're doing it bad which is also very bad grammar but you're tripping yourself up there because then people will be like oh yeah I worked with Emma a couple of years ago actually um didn't really make much sense what she was saying like didn't get any results didn't blah 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 and it's like that's your reputation on the line I've definitely spoken about this before but I used to work for Grenade Fit and now we got paid almost nothing to coach people on that program did I care no, because it, like I would still give someone who who I was actually getting paid, like I think it was the equivalent of like, I think it was like 15 pounds for eight weeks of coaching that I was actually getting. And I was like, right, but that's my reputation. And you have to see the bigger picture here. And I still have clients that I first coach on Grenade Fit. Now, if I had been like, I'm getting paid 15 pounds, so I'm going to give you 15 pounds worth of value they would never still be with me. Like a hundred percent, they would not be with me. So you've got to think longer term and you've got to think what is the, what are the other benefits here? Like I had peers who actually were doing the same job and who resented getting paid so little, but they were also the same people that would be spending money on Facebook ads directed to people that weren't even interested in their products and then having to convert them. I'm like, I'm literally getting paid to convert leads here. Like longevity. That's what you've got to think about. Like the bigger picture of these things. Um, yeah so that that was what I thought was useful about that podcast um read the journey thing as well like imagine a five-hour Ryanair flight in comparison to a five-hour Emirates flight like which one is way more doable and way more enjoyable and in fact you don't even really mind that it's five hours because you're in more comfort so that's quite interesting and the other parts that I thought were interesting were things like time delays when you're searching websites and you could and I was thinking how would this translate to coaching and it might be time delays when you're setting calories or giving people plans so it's not just like I've signed up 30 seconds later or less I get all this information which then is quite clearly like generic right rather than thanks for your information we're setting up your plan for you it will be with you within 24 hours and then you actually have an auto response of here's access to your plan 24 hours later something like that might add perceived value to that plan because it, it seems like there's more work going into it rather than you tick this box for fat loss, this is what you're getting. Um, yeah, interesting. I also think on that note, like I'm sure someone could listen to this and be like, oh, generic fat loss, like you're just giving people generic plans. The principles of fat loss are the same for everyone. Like, but the coaching comes in and like the personal aspects of things come in way beyond that initial plan like for the vast majority of my clients realistically about 16 to 1800 calories 100 grams of protein 10,000 steps and three workouts a week works like most of my clients are women that will work for most people is that generic hell yeah it is but that's not the coaching aspect like that's just the sensible start point the coaching comes beyond that and I think people put so much value on oh my god you've just given me generic calories like it doesn't matter that they're generic calories because the principles of fat loss are the same. And actually most people will do very well off that. That isn't where you're giving value. And I think so many personal trainers get 
distracted by that as in oh, I've got to make this a personalized program to this individual when actually the fundamentals work the basics work because they work right they don't overcomplicate a training program just because you want it to be different when actually bench press is still a really effective mode of working your chest for example you don't need to bring in a bosu ball and do dumbbell flies or some shit like the basics are there but what your value is as a coach is how you then coach that like how it's behavior change really isn't it fat loss is about so much more about psychology than it is about physiology the physiology is actually quite simple maybe there's tweaks now and again but for most people probably not even it's actually how are you going to stick to that it's going off track on the weekend it's the mindset around it it's your connotations around dieting it's your food choices and your expectations of being hungry and your expectations of dieting in general and your feelings of restriction like how can you change people's mindsets around it that's the coaching aspect upon slightly off tangent he also said the other thing that I thought was useful for coaching was about brand stories and I think most people actually that's not true there are distinct people who don't really like talking about their own stories maybe they think it's an overshare maybe they're just quite shy people but having a story as to why you do what you do helps people buy into you so if you're like I'm really passionate about this because x y and z or I want to help you because x y and z and it doesn't have to be your own like awful story but it's just to show that this is why you would work with me as opposed to someone else like you are not generic weight watchers generic juice plus like you are an individual with your own experiences that you can share what is that story like for mine it might be like I came from a science background. I love all the science, but I really want to apply that directly to individuals to help them change and to help change behaviors. And as I've gone along the way, I've realized that actually the science is the fundamental, but the behavior change part, like that's the art of coaching. That's like the rocket science. That's what gets me really excited. So that might be part of my story, whatever. Come up with your story and start sharing that as well. Second thing I wanted to share this week is... I watched a few Skillshares on improving presentation skills. And I will say most of them weren't that interesting, but there were a few take homes. And one of them was to start with why, which I know we've spoken about in regards to marketing numerous times. But it was, I mean, all the context that I was thinking about it in my head wasn't just for presentations, as in like, basically you want to start a presentation with, why should I have your attention for the next 30 minutes or for the next 20 minutes or like however long the presentation is what are you going to learn from this and it doesn't have to be as boring as like what you will learn bullet point bullet point bullet point it can be like what why is this important to coaching so if I was doing something for EIQ now I'd be like I'm not just going to tell you you will by the end of this you will understand xyz I'd be like why should you know this as a coach and why is that beneficial because otherwise you're going to be like, oh yeah, cool. I'll know the, I don't know, the ins and outs of menopause and I'll know the physiology behind it, but like, what, cool. Like, why do I need that knowledge? Okay. Well, that's going to help you support your clients more who are going through the menopause. And given that most, in fact, I mean, 50% of the population, if not, is it like 52% are women? I can't remember, but anyway, roughly 50% of the population with personal trainers, usually more than 50% of your clients are women so they will be going through the menopause at some point. So you need to know this stuff. 
And then you'd be like, okay, well, actually, now you've kind of brought me into why I should be interested in this, even though potentially I'm a man and I don't have any menopausal clients yet. Or they haven't told me because I've not broached that subject because I actually don't know enough about it to even ask. Like you might be like, oh yeah, I have got clients that are like over 50. Maybe they just haven't said that they've been struggling with these things. And then once you have the knowledge, you can open up that conversation. Okay, and now I'll actually get onto the questions. Um, also, hi, Grace. Hi, Anna. Hi, Joe. Oh, had them up and then uh, they've disappeared. Okay, the other thing that has started happening to me a lot, this is a complete tangent, but I've obviously opened Facebook to find the questions. And I don't, like, I'm not going to go through my Facebook and unfriend people, right? Because who's got time for that? Certainly not me. But if something pops up and it's like, here's my new child, and I'm like, I have no idea who that person is. That's when I'll unfriend people. So if you're, if someone's like, oh, I just got married, like something just popped up being like, just, uh, just proposed to my partner and they said yes. I mean, awkward if they'd said no. I'm like, you've been unfriended because I have no idea who you are. Okay, questions. Um, the first one is from Daniela. Number one, any video editing apps that has a, de a desktop version. I hate doing stuff on my phone. Totally get you. I think we did discuss this on the Mastermind. And I think as far as I know, the best one, because I have a Mac, is the one that comes with the Mac that I've now forgotten. Uh, iMovie, yeah. But there will be an equivalent, like just Google the equivalent of iMovie for PC and I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine. I am quite enjoying gonna have to go back off Facebook what's it called CapCut at the moment but I don't know if there's a desktop version potentially there is you can get most things now um and then the second one tips on how I can structure step by step my online process I'm stuck in writing down what what it would be the phases of signing up a client all the way through to having them started as online coaching thanks this doesn't have to be complicated and it shouldn't be like the more complicated you make it, the more steps you have, the more chances that there will be errors in what you're doing. So I would have it as simple as whatever app you're using. I think we actually did discuss this on the mastermind as well. It's probably better. You were using an American based app. It's probably better to use a UK based app. So it's already um, integrated with Stripe. Like that's how they would sign up. And then it's kind of up to you how you want to do it. If you're doing one-to-one -one coaching, they might sign up and then you send them a form that says, thanks so much for signing up. Now I need some extra information about you. Collect the information that you need, send them back their plan. That, I mean, that's how I still do one-to-one -one coaching because why fix something that's already working? Might be slightly different if you're doing group coaching and you're doing like a coaching intake and you might give them something because... You know, let's say you signed up to the EC method two weeks before we start, then maybe maybe you're like, oh, I want to give people something like an expectation and they need to know to join this Facebook group. They need to know to download this app. So I'm going to give them a bit of like a welcome pack and that could be automated to go out straight away after. And then the start date is whenever the start date is. Um, Joe's saying, I use Adobe Creative Cloud. Think that has a video section and it can be done on phone or desktop. Thank you for that. Hopefully that's useful. Okay, Lucy. Hi, Emma. I'm going to start doing four-week goal review slash goal setting calls. 
with my clients very soon and wondered if you had any advice on how to structure them. Also, I just remembered that I would stop saying people's names. So this isn't actually Lucy. <laughs> Joking. It's um Amanda. Great question, Amanda. Anyway, she says, I have allowed 20 to 30 minutes for these, but sometimes find clients will chat for ages about random stuff and keen to get to the point and leave the client feeling motivated and clear about what the next four weeks is going to look like. Thanks. This is led by you. So you have to like lead the conversation. And it's very easy to get distracted by talking about other things, which is fine if you want to do that, but do that at the end. Like if there's anything else you want to chat about. So get kind of, I would set the tone from the start. So don't be like, hey, how are you? How was your weekend? Blah, blah, blah. Just like, hey, how are you? Good. Yeah, you good. Great. First, and then get your first question in there. If you think you're going to struggle with this, I would do something like a Google Forms beforehand. So you can be like, hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm great. You great. Let's get stuck into this Google Forms. The first thing you actually said was you were really struggling with your weekends. Tell me a little bit more about that. Or like, you know, then you can pull out from that information already. Doesn't have to be Google form, but whatever. You can pull out some information and be like, these are the things that this, this person's struggling with most or that I want to bring up most. So I'm going to make sure we speak about those things. And then maybe like have a final question to round off. What are your goals for the last four weeks, for the next four weeks or, or however you want to run that. That means that they've sort of prepped and thought about the call as well. And you have. And then you've got a structure to go off because you're right. If you just willy nilly get on a phone call with someone, then the likelihood is you will just go off on tangents. Um, the second thing I would do is make sure you schedule the call for 20 minutes. If you run over because you want to, that's fine. But schedule it in and get them to use like, you know, use the software, whatever software you're using to schedule in a call. I've been using Once Hub. I'm pretty sure Kimberly set it up for me. It's pretty good, does the job. And I'm sure I don't use it to its full capacity, but you can easily schedule calls for certain amounts of time. And you can block out time quite easily for when you are or aren't available. Okay, Grace. Mm. That's actually not very nice coffee. Hi, Emma. This might... Oh, I just said someone's name again, didn't I? Okay. Julia. Hi, Emma. This might be better for the mastermind. My lead gen is quite slow. I'm not sure if it's just me needing to give it more time to keep warming up the leads. I'm getting better online interactions and monitoring these, but probably only getting one potential lead a week and they are taking time to convert. The in-person leads are much stronger and warmer, but slow to get... Uh, sorry, so to get finalized, e.g. it takes three to four weeks to actually sign up. Any suggestions or is this just a patient's job and to keep chipping away? Um, I've written some notes here, but they're quite strange. How do you infant of new people? Oh, I think I meant to say, how do you get in front of new people? And I know, Grace, that we've spoken about because your target market, or at least part of your target market, is touch rugby players going and getting in front of these people. And you have the opportunity to do that. Like a lot of people online don't. They don't have places that they can go that, that you have a captive audience and you're part of that sport. Like I would capitalize on that. Even like it, Do free events because they will pay back massively. 
like go and do some free events go and do like oh I'll do a workshop for you or I'll give out this free program for you or I'll write this for you or I'll do a rehab session or an injury session whatever form like in-person relationships as you said it's so much easier to form an in-person relationship than it is to form one online like for example I met up with Grace a couple of weeks ago I already feel significantly closer to her because I've actually seen her in real life like there's something a little bit different about physically meeting someone even if you're not actually working with them at the time or even if it's like a mate of a mate or even if you only just said hi like it doesn't have to be a large interaction you actually don't even have to give value at that interaction there's just a difference from like being there in real life so for for me my advice to you knowing your business knowing you and knowing what you're trying to do 100% go down the in-person route and still give your stuff online because they're all like it's all part of the same thing like you might meet them and just say hi to them and then they might start following you and be like oh actually she gives up really good advice and I wasn't really sure about what online coaching was but now that she's explained it and I watched that video and I listened to that podcast I kind of get it and yeah maybe now I'm ready to sign up it's still part of the process so you're still getting leads in but they'll be much warmer as you say if you've actually met them and if you have the opportunity to do that do it okay next question we'll call her linda i do a weekly live zoom on my group coaching clients it's the main contact they have with me so i feel it would be beneficial if we can go back and forth with their struggles um if needed but they don't they often don't join live I've moved the time to get one that suited more people and on the first week of the new time more people showed up but this week not so many again. It's a bit annoying because if no one is going to show up I'd rather do it at a time that suits me pre-recorded and not at 8pm. Should I just ask if they care if it's live slash pre-recorded or ultimately any suggestions to get more people to show up to live? I try to have interactions with them on the call when they when they do so they can see it's worthwhile showing up as you get more time one-to-one are you actually is this like a mastermind where you actually have them like on your zoom call or is it like this where people can comment but they're not actually on the zoom call obviously you can't answer because you're not here (laughs) but that would be one of my questions and then secondly I would definitely ask a hundred percent ask because before you change anything, go and get some feedback. Like I'm thinking of changing things for commit to six at the moment. And I put a post up and actually that's made me rethink how I'm going to change it or whether I'm even going to change it. Cause it seems quite split and actually changing something when half the people don't want it to change might be a problem in itself. Um, so I would, I would certainly ask cause if they're like, Oh no, we don't mind if it's pre-recorded at all then great you just do it when when it suits you and there are benefits to that as well because if you can like if I was going to do it pre-recorded I would get people to post questions and something that we used to do at the start of the EC method was how people do their self-assessment and the last question on their self-assessment form was do you have any questions or topics for the podcast that allowed people to ask in like an anonymous way so they could you know ask whatever they want and then you see it beforehand so you can collate them you can kind of be like these ones are very similar or this one I actually might need to go and research and then that gives a much better podcast because you're not just like oh that's a great question not really sure but I don't think it made that much difference so you could be like actually interestingly I found this study that showed that 
X does do Y. And actually in this population and this piece of research found this, and it just becomes a way more interesting conversation and means that your clients are getting more value as well. So there are like pros to getting the questions beforehand. But if they, yeah, I would ask which which they would prefer. Um, okay, next question. Do you recommend having a website or something similar? Like Linktree, is it called? Is it necessary? My main issue is trying to provide the right content and reaching the correct market and getting leads. Sorry, I, I am sure this has already been asked a lot absolutely fine to ask it a lot they're two like very different topics so do you need a website yeah you may as well have a website what I don't want you to do is go away and spend three thousand pounds paying for someone to make a wordpress website for you because you do not need it and you do not need that kind of expenditure at the moment when you're starting your business um and I just don't think it adds anything so what I would do is go to something like google sites which is completely free and make something really simple. Like there are templates there you can just edit and it needs to have, and by the way, there is a simple run through of this on your course, like on the AFM course. I would go and have a look at that as well, but it needs to have testimonials from your clients. It needs to have information about your services. It needs to have how to contact you and how to inquire with you. And then like also how to sign up, like if those two things are different, depending on what like your funnel looks like. But it just, it can just be really, really simple. Like don't overcomplicate this stuff. Um, and then the next question, I think I uh, answered more with the next question on this, which is, I feel like I don't know how to write posts to get into conversations with people. I'm kind of just throwing stuff out there and seeing if it sticks. I know you went over this recently, but I can't find it. Is there a script or a specific way of wording the quote unquote hook? Hope this makes sense. So at some point, actually, throwing stuff out there and seeing what sticks is a good thing to do. So I might try different stuff and be like, right, nobody liked that post or like nobody interacted with that or that one doesn't like get me any leads. But actually, when I talk about this, loads of people are interested. Like, okay, well, maybe I'll talk about that more. Or maybe I'll do that style of content more. But there is like an exploration phase where you're like, okay, let me try different things and see what people resonate with most. And then when you realize and you go back to your insights, if you're using Instagram, you can be like, okay, which, which post got the most comments? Which post got the most saves? Which post got the most likes? Okay, which, which ones do I need to do more of? How can I, you can, even things like, oh, that, that did really well like that. Would that also do well as a reel? Like, could I reword that and add a little bit to it to make it better in this format? Um, and that will lead the way that your content should go. In regards to the hook, it should essentially be like, why should you watch or read or listen to this? And that needs to be either, it might be like the front uh, screenshot thing, what do you call it? Cover of your reel that people are going to see straight away. So it might be like how to track calories. So they know that when they watch this, they're going to know how to track calories. Or if it's something like that you're going to swipe through and read, like I did something this morning on, on hook, actually, I think like how to hook people into your content. Well, you know, from that first slide, this is what I'm going to tell you. So if you're interested, you're going to read on. That's the hook essentially is this is what this is about. This is why you should listen. Same with what I was talking about with 
presentations like you need to say at the start this is why I deserve your attention this is what you're going to learn from reading this blog or listening to this podcast or watching this live or you know whatever it is you're going to be talking about or watching this reel so that's your hook um something actually an example that Annie did really well because sometimes it could be something that's like meant to shock people or surprise people like when people say um this might offend people and everyone's like oh I wonder what they're gonna say or here's a controversial one and everyone's like oh that kind of stuff that works but Annie did one the other day that caught me and it was like something like here's what why your metabolism's broken and then it was like joke it's not broken but this is what can happen and I was like oh that actually caught like that hooks me in a little bit so you could do stuff like that um what else did I have to say on that I think when it comes to content and getting content that like really sticks and resonates with people do remember that this is a skill and it takes time and it takes getting to know your audience and it takes nurturing your craft like no one is born really really good at writing no one is born really really good at speaking and articulating what they mean these are things that take time and take you practicing like if you go back and look at the content of when you first started you're probably I mean if you've been a personal trainer for a couple of years at least you'll probably be like that's uh that's pretty embarrassing like I don't really want to look back on on my content and actually the content wasn't that bad but like the delivery was freaking awful and in some ways that's quite reassuring because I'm like okay well at least I didn't tell people awful things and also at least I've improved I would hope I'm sure I will look back in probably a couple of weeks on this and be like that's a bit embarrassing but I mean at least like you know a couple of months for sure because you're still improving and you will always be improving so don't put too much pressure on having it perfect because the only way you get good is to start bad and then get good by practice in regards to making sure that hook is is exactly what your audience want to hear as in like their main problems can't say this enough listen to your clients but like really listen to them and what you really want is people to be like oh it's like you're in my head it's like you know what I'm struggling with it's like you get me because as a client that's what you want your coach to be is someone who gets them oh and you might know this is why someone would go to me over another coach or you over or over me or whatever because you'll be like ah I know you're all kind of like you're all going to coach me in very probably very similar ways but I feel like you really understand me like you really understand where I'm coming from and what my struggles are that's because of the way that you speak and the content that you put out and how you can like articulate what you're talking about and that comes with skill but it also comes with listening to your clients like every single one of my podcasts comes from a check-in all of them comes from something that my clients have struggled with that's that's how you get content that is actually what people want to listen to and that will they will find beneficial and we'll quick quick hook people in um okay last question Going to be launching group coaching for signups next week. This is approximately two to three weeks before the start date. How would you go about selling it on social media? Do you post on stories about it every day? And how often would you recommend to do an actual post about it? 
So I think a two week, two to three week lead time is great. Ideally, you would have a waiting list to post that to directly. And then re-social media, I would do an actual post about it three or four times. I'd probably do one main post of like what it is and be like, be realistic here. Not many people will like that as in like, it's not interesting unless you are interested in signing up, right? So the, the posts that I do that are more like direct marketing, like direct selling, get the least likes, the least interaction and the least everything, right? But it doesn't matter because you still have to do them. So pin that to like the top of your page. If that's the main thing that you are pushing at the moment. Okay, if I want to know that the EC method is open, I would pin that to the top of my page. I've actually not at the moment because I'm trying to push the podcast. But if that's your main place where you want to want people to go, pin that to the top of your page because you can do that on Instagram now. And then more people will see that or you can just refer people to that or send them that post if it's like a more frequently asked questions like what would you get from signing up? Why should you sign up? Essentially, it's the same hook, isn't it? What am I going to get from signing up with you for eight weeks, six weeks, whatever the program is? That's what people need to know. And then in regards to stories, yeah, I would mention it all the time. I would try and be as organic as possible. So you might give some value and then be like, this is what we do on the easy method. So you might be like, oh, we've had, I don't know, loads of menopausal clients. And these are the adaptations we make to their program. And these are some of the results that our clients have got. If you're in a similar position, feel free to reach out for me, with me, up to me, with me, through me. And then you might do some like selling via DM or like pushing people towards that option via DM. Or you might do some direct selling, or it might be like talking about a common problem that your clients have, like overeating on the weekend, then giving them the solution and then being like, this is also what we teach on the EC method or whatever your program is called. Or you might just talk about like sharing some of the ways that you coach that are different. And then be like, if this sounds like something you need, bam, here it is. But I would give a little bit first and then be like, here's some more information. Or here's some, like, if you if you want to hear about this more, comment here or reply to this story or comment below and I will message you. Like, use different um, approaches to get into conversations with people. I found, weirdly, and maybe this is useful information, so... I've tried a few different things with the easy method this time. I've done a few posts where I'm like, comment below and I will message you. That does seem to work quite well. I've done comment in like a question box and I will message you. That works quite well. I would say what probably works the best, although it does require the most work, is if, what did I, how did I word it? If you want to talk to me about whether the easy method is for you, fill in this application form and I will email you like give me some information about you and I will email you so they've all done like applications now that means that I then have to go through those and email people back but I think that was actually the one that had the most people do it despite the fact it was actually the most work so instead of just being like (laughs) commenting below like hi me people actually went to the effort of filling in like what's your diet history what's your goals at the moment like what have you tried before like like a full application so interestingly that seems to be what works the most that time but I would try all of these things like try different approaches because you'll get different people that would prefer different forms of communication so just try and nail all of them and then keep 
like what I was saying to the person who not shall be named, the the last question about like use this as an exploratory phase. Like, okay, I'm gonna try a load of things and see what works best. And then I'll, I'll double down on what works best. Easy, simple, done. Okay, I think that is all the questions for today. Hopefully I will see you all at Masterminds. <laughs>